0: morning, Guadalupe Radio Network listeners. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and this is a special broadcast just for you. Why did I say good morning so many times? You'll see in a moment. Uh, This is a wonderful opportunity, the sneak preview of your new morning show, Morning Joy, where truth matters with Keith Downey. And you're going to get to meet all the hosts, our lead hosts and all of the segments Contributors, we are live today. This 90 minutes is jam packed with a lot of friends. We're going to get to know better. And Tim Mott is at the controls. He's doing a fine job. He is our producer. But we, I wanted to bring on uh, my co host of the spirit world, Adam Bly, religious demonologist. And he um, offered to step in and be my co host today for this uh, wonderful sneak peek, this preview of morning joy. So, welcome, Adam.
1: Oh, thank you, Deb. It's great to be here.
0: Oh, we're so excited. I feel like uh, we we're, we are video streaming, so let's wave to everybody. I feel like we got the Brady Bunch squares going or Hollywood squares going. This is very exciting. So, Adam, we always begin with prayer. May we begin with the memorari and the Saint Michael prayer?
1: Of course. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Remember, O gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known. That anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy, thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. So, Adam and I are the co hosts of The Spirit World, heard right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network on Saturdays, but we're also the um, daily, the weekday um, contributors to the new show, Morning Joy, where truth matters. So, that's why we are co hosting this special event because we thought it was a little odd if Keith Downey, you know, like introduced himself and said, Here I am and here's the new show. So, we we thought, oh, we'll jump in and we will introduce you. So we set up this wonderful, I should say, Tim Mott, our producer, set up this wonderful opportunity for all of you to see us on video. We're waving again. There's one screen that's um, that's blank, and that is for our, our next uh, segment contributor that we will be announcing in just, a, in just a moment, but he doesn't need a video screen because he is just bigger than life, you know, he, he started way before Catholic Radio ever started, and we're gonna to get to meet him as well. Exciting people you're going to get to know better. But you know what? I don't think it's fair to go any further um, because we're keeping our wonderful morning listeners uh, in suspense. Let's, Adam, if it's okay with you, introduce our lead host for Morning Joy. Are you ready? He's amazing, a dynamic Catholic content creator blending his gifts, um, uh, his acting abilities with the passion for sharing the richness of Catholic teachings. Let's uh, give it the warm, warm applause to Mr. Keith Downey. Welcome, Keith.
2: Wow. Thank you so much. What What a great intro there, Debbie.
0: Yeah, that's about it. You'll never get that again. So okay, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> keeps me humble. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We have a, actually one of our um, one of our contributors that will come on um, occasionally, Father Doug Brown from Cleveland. That's actually what he says all the time. Every time because he is so popular, Keith. Mm. And every time we compliment Father Brown, he goes, "Keep me humble." keep me humble. So there you go. So you'll have a great chat. So welcome, Keith. Um, Adam, any any introduction you want to say for Keith?
1: Oh, I'm just really happy that he's here. You know, I we got to meet him uh, recently, and I just think he has a natural light presence and energy, you know, in terms of, of being a, a happy and positive human being. Um, he just has a good feel to him, and I think that that is going to convey and hopefully help bring some, you know, a positive light feeling to the beginning of people's days. And uh, just an encouraging voice. You know, I, I think encouragement is, is what I'm hoping that uh, people get out of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So Keith, um we're going to get we're going to get started because this um 90 minutes uh, moves very very quickly. Mm-hmm. So we have um one of the segment contributors that is waiting to come on air with us and he's coming all the way in virtually from Toledo, Ohio. He is actually the president of Annunciation Radio. And I wasn't joking when I said he he started way before Catholic Radio ever, you know, began anywhere in the U.S. and he's got a, a just a, an amazing history with Catholic radio and, and a wisdom that I always go to him. He's one of the first calls I make when I need some, some quick advice and we heard yesterday from Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers that actually Deacon Harold said that on air yesterday, that he actually called this, this gentleman um, about his new show that's starting in February on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. So I No, i don't want to keep you in suspense keith or our listeners so why don't we bring this wonderful segment contributor on air with us and he will be doing daily the word of the day and with that let's introduce mr dave asher well
3: good morning and uh, i really appreciate all the kind words i really really do but i got no theme music (laughs) he gets a drum roll he gets all this wonderful thing i get nothing so i'm bringing my own (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh there we go. That that's probably appropriate right there. I like that. <laughs> Good morning. I can't believe uh that I'm going to have the opportunity to be a part of this fabulous team. I'm so excited about what's going on at Guadalupe Radio. Love the uh love the love the title of the show Morning Joy. I just think that what we need to recapture in our faith is this idea of the immensity of the gift that God has given to us and that compared to that Nothing in this world can bring us down, and speaking of the word of the day, many, many years ago, I came up with this idea. What we see when the church gives us our readings for the day, they give us a common theme, and so what I did years ago, I came up with an idea of just whittling that down, not only to a theme, but to a single word, and then just kind of carrying that with us throughout the day, so I'm thrilled to be able to bring that to the Guadalupe radio listeners through this uh, Morning Joy program, and can't wait to get started.
0: Well David, I'm your Friday uh contributor for Word of the Word of the Day at uh, Annunciation yes. Radio. And I have to tell you, Dave, you when you asked me to do that, I was like, sure, I'll I'll do. If Dave asks me to do something, I'm going to do it. Okay? So I but I have to tell you, it has it has totally transformed the way i reflect on the gospel mm. all day long because when you pu- when you jump out that word and then i think about it now i remember the gospel message so when people yeah. ask me during the day so you know t- tell me about scripture i can go right back to that so dave it's brilliant i love it thank you so very much thank you for being a segment contributor i'm going to turn it over to keith our lead host to uh, keith do you have anything for dave Asherez?
2: I do. Dave, yes. you've been like a true voice in Catholic Radio for decades. I I think practically witnessing its evolution right from like the heart of things. Yeah, a so- voice, not
3: a face. <laughs> As you can see, they didn't even put me on the video today. It's like, we'll take his <laughs> voice, but we want nothing to do with that face. And I'm okay with that. That's perfectly fine.
2: Uh but but you know, from your unique vantage point, yeah. what would you say? has been the biggest shift or or transformation you've observed in the world of Catholic radio over the years.
3: Yeah, what I've seen definitely from the beginning, but even more so in the last few years, it is a maturation process that has skyrocketed recently. Uh, the Lord called many, many individuals to come forward and start these stations, to own them, to operate them. And that was the vision. The vision was to buy these stations so that the Word of God would be available throughout these markets. And now what I see, the shift that I see, is an absolute shift in content awareness. Now now it's like that everyone is being called to create wonderful content, to go with what we already have, but to minister to people right where they're at in the stations that exist and now you've got these leaders who were who were raised up uh, to own and operate stations who are now being reassigned a new vision of uh, of even better content and i think that's what we're going to see uh, going forward and i think it's particularly what we're going to see in programs like morning joy Wow. Ah, Exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. That is amazing. Anything else from our panel? Do you want to ask Dave Vasquez? You know, if we have him right in front of us, I think we should take the opportunity because this man knows so much. Dave, real quickly, give us a little bit of a a history of your uh, work and your ministry work in Catholic Radio.
3: Yeah, so I started uh, with Mother Angelica in 1987. And my first thing that, I, well, first I, I discerned a call to the priesthood with her order for religious men. And I really enjoyed that until she kicked me out. But then she let me keep <laughs> running a, a, a camera for Mother Angelica Live. So all of those early years of Mother Angelica Live, well, since 1988, uh, I was running her camera. So if Mother Angelica was looking at the camera, she was looking at me. I was the one behind that camera. And so I got to see very dr- very dramatic events While Mother was looking at me and I was looking at Mother and uh, really enjoyed that position. And then in 1993, I began with her shortwave radio station in in Birmingham, Alabama, and then ran one of her first uh, Catholic radio stations on the AM-FM side in Reno, Nevada, uh, beginning in 1997, came back, was general manager of EWTN Radio for a number of years. Uh, Ran a couple of other groups, and now here I am in Toledo, Ohio, at Annunciation Radio, back home in the Buckeye State, and loving every minute of it.
0: Very cool, Keith. Isn't that amazing? You're gonna. I'm gonna give you Dave Vacherez's cell phone number. So if you <laughs> ever need anything, yeah, he is he is just wonderful to talk to. And he's. I've I've gotten kicked out of so many studios working with Dave Vacherez, <laughs> because he gets me laughing and I cannot stop. So, Dave, you can't see this, but on video, our uh, Guadalupe Radio Network uh, leadership team is on uh, video. We have Toya Hall and Sammy Rodriguez with us, and um, so they're, they are listening to you right now, Dave. And, and real quickly, I know that we don't, we're going to go to break, um, but I uh, I just want to give them an opportunity if they want to say hello to you, Dave. Toya, Great. do you want to say hello to Dave?
4: Good morning, Dave. When, uh, Good
3: morning, Toya.
0: Dave used to
4: work for the Guadalupe Radio Network, and he was known by Sir Dave.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> you, say
0: Dave you had to say Sir Dave.
3: I kind of like that that. one. I'll be honest with you.
0: (laughs) I didn't know that, Toya. I really wish you wouldn't have said that. Now I'm going to have to say (laughs) Sir Dave on Friday.
3: And I think you know, kind of some royal music playing in the background, maybe.
0: Okay, Tim, we have to get royal (laughs) music for there. We go.
3: Perfect. Go. I love it. Hey, and I do want to say this very quickly. I, I take what we do on the air very, very seriously. The only thing that matters to me, I want to bring joy. I want to bring some, some gladness into our hearts as we open the Word of God. But I will tell you, the only thing that matters to me is the salvation of souls, that you grow in your relationship with Christ, that I do as well, and that we introduce many others uh, to Jesus as well. That's all I want.
0: Amen to that. Mm. And our president, Sammy Rodriguez Jr. is with us. So, Sammy, do you want to address Dave?
5: Yeah, good morning, Dave. Thank you so much for being on with us today uh, to have this showcase. I think we would all agree that more joy is certainly what we need. And so we really appreciate you sharing all that you have today, and I hope you're doing well out there. Doing fabulous. And can't
3: believe that I am, am back as part of the Guadalupe radio team under your leadership and Toya. Uh, congratulations to you guys for all the great things that you're doing.
0: Amen. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. So I'll Thank give you. David. Great to have you back. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. I'll give you, Keith, the last words to say goodbye to Dave. I'm going to see him on uh, tomorrow on the Word of the Day. So you go right ahead, Keith.
2: Well, perfect. Well, Dave, I um, am very excited to also get kicked out of very, variety of radio stations uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in the not too distant future. There we go. I love it. <laughs> but I'm have really fun. excited to have you on board and uh looking forward
3: to uh starting Monday. All right, lord bless you guys. Congratulations on the new show. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Dave. Thank
3: you, Dave. Thank
2: God you. God bless
0: you. Wow. You so, Adam, this is amazing. We got uh, the first segment and we have, we definitely have, let's see, we're up to six uh, video squares. So, if you're on the video stream, we're all waving to you, saying how, good morning to all of you. I said good morning like three times. Why did I say that? Because that's really our emphasis. We really want you to have a good morning. We want you to start your day with an abundance of joy. And when you meet um, our next uh, segment contributor, wow, you are definitely going to feel the joy. I've known this amazing gifted uh, music artist for, for years and she's incredible. so stay tuned in on um, the morning Joy sneak preview here at Guadalupe Radio Network.
7: Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute.
0: Are back. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with co-host Adam Bly from The Spirit World and our lead host for Morning Joy Where Truth Matters, which begins January 22nd Monday morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Eastern, Keith Downey. Keith, wasn't that amazing to uh, visit with Dave Vasquez
2: Oh, absolutely. And I was about to say good morning about four times there. Uh, just, just being so excited to uh, meet Dave. So uh, yeah, incredible.
0: Well, we're, we're increasing, um, the video, uh, chats and the, um, the visitors to the morning joy lineup. We have a huge team. Um, that has been brought together of we believe that are that are really passionate about the faith they 're experts in their field um, it's this is a sneak preview, a behind the scenes look at morning joy, a lot of months went into preparation, a major discernment, um, many holy spirit moments, and we 're going to get to that right now so here 's who we have on screen because um, uh, we have a lot of uh, folks uh, actually they're messaging me saying can you introduce everybody yes I'm introducing everybody so you have Tim Mott our producer who's running everything I don't know Tim if you're on screen you can wave to everybody he's not oh Tim didn't want to be on video that's okay Tim but he says hello he looks really nice I think he got a new haircut he looks fabulous okay I'm on screen Debbie Georgiani co-hosted to with Adam Bly religious demonologist he's a, a paratus church decreed expert in his work and we'll talk about that. Adam Bly, uh, Keith Downey, the lead host for Morning Joy. We have our founder and Chief Operating Officer, Toya Hall, with us. Toya is right in the center square. That's so cool. It's it's really like the Brady Bunch. I don't know how Tim did that. That is so amazing. Can I get the, like, Marsha or Jan Square? Um, Okay, I'm just dating myself here. Never mind, Tim. Don't worry about that. And then our president of Guadalupe Radio Network, Sammy Rodriguez, thank you so much. And then um, uh, we're joined by singer-songwriter, she is amazing, uh, Julie Carrick and she has a show on the weekend. She's going to be a segment contributor. So we're going to get to everyone. So Keith, if it's okay with you, um, let's start with our founder, uh, Toya Hall. So Toya, welcome to this sneak peek of Morning Joy.
4: What an exciting day. I I can't believe it is finally getting ready to launch on Monday morning. And Debbie, this is a brainchild of yours, and it absolutely came together so beautifully, and God has blessed it, and there's so many wonderful people involved, and absolutely love the name Morning Joy, Where Truth Matters. You know, it's a show, I think, that's made for these times, and it's very unique times that we're in. You know, if you look at it, uh, Holy Mother Church throughout her history has been through difficult times before, and... And that beautiful fishing vessel has sailed through them before, but what makes it unique is we've never been through these times. And Debbie, you and I have talked about the uniqueness of these times and how we needed this show to come together to equip us for these very unique times. You know, the, the Lord has not abandoned us, and he has the gifts and the fruits the Holy Spirits, the saints that have gone before us. There's so much that's going to go into this show that's going to start our day and walk us through this journey through these difficult times mm-hmm.
0: so um, toya, before we um, continue with the with getting to know one another and having our listeners um, get a sneak peek of of morning joy. You have, I feel this way, and I, and I hope the whole entire Guadalupe radio network of, of listening, of listening audience, uh, believes this as well, because I can attest to it. You are definitely, uh, deep with the Holy Spirit. Led by the spirit, you um, move with the promptings of the spirit. It's pretty incredible. I have learned so much from you in the past couple months. Um, really, I, I, you know, I get accused of saying, "I, Debbie, you you say all these cliches." Well, it, this one really does work. This was it was a spiritual game changer for me to be um, in this planning process with you, Toya. So you. Um, I believe the Holy Spirit gave you something very um, unique, and it's, it's golden. It's a treasure. And um, I, I know we talked about it yesterday, and I, and I asked, and you felt comfortable if you could share it with all of us, because you actually sent it to me, and I said, wow, Toya.
4: You know, Debbie, is very much what I was just touching on, that uh, we needed a show to equip us for these times very unique in that it will focus a lot on the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think that in these times that we were made for these times, you know, it's not an accident. There's no accidents with God. We were made for these times. And that it's a time to trust in God with all our hearts as we watch all of this happen. So we don't wring our hands, you know, we don't say, oh my gosh, what do I do? Where do I go? What's going to happen? We have faith in our Lord that he's got this, you know, uh, there's a beautiful image, Debbie, and I I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, It's uh, of uh, a dream that St. John Bosco had where there's a pope at the head of this helm of this beautiful ship. And on one side, it's anchored to the Blessed Mother on the other side. It is anchored to our Lord in the true presence of the Eucharist. And there's these smaller ships trying to battle against it, and there's papers flying everywhere. And in that that dream, he saw that the church would be anchored through very difficult times to the true Christ and the Eucharist and to the Blessed Mother. And are we not seeing that in our day, in our time, with uh this is still the, the time that we're focusing on. Uh, the Eucharistic Revival.
0: Wow. Mm. Wow. Keith. And this show
4: yeah. is going to mm-hmm. carry us through these times and equip mm-hmm. us for them.
0: Amen. You what know, do you think, Keith? I,
2: I mean, I've I've listened to your story, Toya. It is without a doubt incredible. As, as far as how the Holy Spirit has helped you, and, and that kind of leads to my question for you, Toya. Okay. What scenario or what situation where the Holy Spirit helped you that kind of just made you chuckle and and say, wow, okay, I hear you loud and clear?
4: You know, there, oh my goodness, there's nothing that could have happened in the building of this network without the Holy Spirit, without our Lord, you know. It was really more of the times that the Lord said, "Toy, get out of the way and let me do this. You know, because you try to do it with your little human mind, right? You know, how are we going to get a station in Washington, D.C., Lord? And good grief, Lord. I know nobody. How are we going to get to Houston? I know no one. And uh, there would just be times before the Blessed Sacrament that the Lord would just say, you know, be at peace. I'm I'm going to do this to you. And one way or another, a phone call. A gentleman called me one day and and uh the Lord had put on my heart, if you go to D.C. for me, I will take you to Houston, because we wanted a radio station in Houston for seven years. And I got a call one day, about a couple of years after we had that radio station in D.C., and it was, the man, first words were, Toya, what's it going to take to get to you to Houston? Hmm. And wrote a check for a million and a half, and we got to Houston. Wow. So it's very much letting God and the Holy Spirit work through us, relying on Him.
2: Imagine a world where everybody relied on the Holy Spirit as as you did, Toya. Oh
4: wow! Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, that's what this show is about. Teaching us, it's going to be like a catechism class in the morning on your the confirmation, the confirmation class you never had about living daily with the Holy Spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen.
2: A, yep what we need exactly
0: yeah (laughs) What a great way to start the day. Okay, so Keith and Adam, let's bring on our president of this gigantic network that keeps growing every single day, Sammy Rodriguez. Um, Sammy, w- what do you want for us to do? You are our leader. You're the president of Guadalupe Radio Network. Do you have things you, you want us to start working on, things we should explore, things you, we should research? You tell us because we we really want to do our very best for the kingdom.
5: Amen. Well, first and foremost, good morning, Guadalupe family and, and everybody on the call right now. Thank you so much for all your contributions, your prayers, the hard work, the blood, sweat and tears, as we say. Um, but this is the Lord's network. Let me just begin right there. And every single one of us at the Guadalupe radio network, this is why we do what we do because we fully believe that these are God's stations and we're, we are his hands and feet out there every day. And, um, you know, with this show, I just think it's so important. Um, number one, it's something different, something no one else is doing. But to wake up and, and to have that element of of joy, right? Because we're not talking about happiness. We're talking about lasting joy. That can only come from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Only he can really provide that. And um, <clears throat> I just want to say that it, it it brings to mind this morning a priest that I respect very dearly, um, who has a, a just a wonderful heart for the faith and evangelization, you know, he once said, I just, I, I'm, I'm troubled when people say there's there's nothing I can do about it, right? We're, there's, we're in these challenging times, and Father, there's just nothing I can do. He said, please don't ever say that. There's so many things that you can do. Well, guess what? With this show, we're doing something about it right here at the Guadalupe Radio Network. We want to bring you something that's beautiful, that's, that's wonderful, that's of the Lord to help you get your day started, right? Because Early in the morning, especially Monday mornings, goodness, those can be very challenging for all of us. So we need that. Um, and and as I look at you know you there, Debbie, I see uh, our Lord uh, back in the background. I see our Lady of Guadalupe there in the background, and it just brings to mind right that we need Him so desperately, and we need the intercession, the guidance of Our Lady in these very troubling times. But we can do something about it, and we can be joyful. And uplifted because you know turning our hearts to the Lord uh, and saying Lord I'm gonna give it all I have today but it's truly in your hands uh, that's where we need to be mm, absolutely
2: so uh, Sammy you know beginning this year 2024 what what do you want for the network and the listeners especially for this this new year
5: you know something very simple I would just ask everybody is please share this beautiful resource of the faith with others. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: There are so many, uh, you know, there was a time I said I was shocked to know that there's so many who don't know, but, but I'm not any longer, right? Because awareness is much more than half the battle. But the reason I ask you to share it is because of the way that God can impact people's lives, right? It's not about you and I, dear listener, but just giving that resource to somebody where the Lord can meet them right where they are, wherever they are in their faith journey you know, always have the hope in that. That I'm just that instrument. I'm that pencil to the Lord's hand. He's going to do what he needs to do in that individual person's life. And so we have to spread, um, you know, everything about Guadalupe Radio, social network, uh, media, right? So on, and so forth. But where we are uh, as leadership and, and just as an apostolate is we're totally open to what the Lord wants us to do, right? He's going to, sh- we believe He's going to show us the path if, if there should be more growth or if there should be another group out there who has decided they don't want to continue any longer. They want someone to step in and take over the operation to continue this mission of evangelization, to continue to reach more and more souls. You know, to, plain and simply, that's where, where we are is Lord, mm-hmm. you know our hearts and our hands. We're here to serve you. What do you want us to do?
0: Wow. Well thanks. Thank you Sammy. Thank you Toya for your leadership. I know you guys have a big network to run, so we're going to we're going to let you go and we just want to say thank you so very much. We've got it from here. We're going to do our very very best. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us on the sneak peek of the Morning Joy more to come. We've got Julie Carrick. We've got Sissel Anderson who's representing Dave Palmer as well. Oh, you got to stay tuned in. Please stay with us.
8: Moral relativists think moral absolutes don't exist because cultures differ in their moral beliefs. But is this a rational inference? The answer is no, and here's the reason. You see, it confuses moral epistemology, the accurate knowledge of moral truths, with moral ontology, the existence of moral truths. Differing moral opinions have to do with knowledge of moral truths, or lack thereof, not their existence. Furthermore, if we say absolute moral truths don't exist because cultures disagree on them, well then we're going to have to deny the existence of absolute cosmological truths because scientists disagree about them. But we don't want to do that because we might end up denying the objective shape of our planet and its relation to the sun. Differing moral beliefs, therefore, doesn't negate moral absolutes. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com.
0: This weekend on The Spirit World, you are running the show.
1: We will take your calls on anything related to the spiritual world.
0: Do you think you've encountered an angel?
1: Do you have questions about church teaching on demons, heaven, or the soul?
0: Then listen to The Spirit World with religious demonologist Adam Bly and me, Debbie Georgiani.
1: For showtimes and phone number, visit grnonline.com spiritworld.
0: We are back with this sneak peek of Morning Joy where truth matters uh, with my co-host Adam Bly from the spirit world, Adam, I'm loving this, um, going around the, the Brady bunch style squares. We've getting a lot of comments from our listeners saying, this is so cool. Toya had the center, the center, uh, square. And now our, our next, um, a guest has, um, that position and I can't wait to speak with her. So, and when and we have our lead host, uh, Keith Downey, who is actually running all of this and will continue to run all of it, uh, starting Monday when you wake up bright and early with morning joy. So if it's okay with you, Adam and Keith, I want to introduce this amazing guest. I've known her for many years. She's a big, big supporter of Catholic radio. She has an incredible story. Um, she's from Arizona. She's Oh, I should say she lives in Arizona. I don't know if she, she was born and raised in Arizona, but we'll get to hear more about her story. But uh, it's kind of kind of interesting, Adam. You're representing uh, uh, this, uh, the state of uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania today. We had we were over in Ohio with Dave Vacherez. We're in Texas with Cecil and and um, Tim. And then uh, Arizona's well represented today. We have Keith who's in Arizona. I'm in Arizona coming in virtually. And our next guest, singer, songwriter. And you know, we talked about have you encountered an angel, Adam? And I will tell you, this incredible woman who has a show on the network, who will be a regular contributor to Morning Joy, she sings. Like an angel with that, Julie Carrick. Hello, Julie. Good
9: morning. Oh my gosh! Thank
0: you. <laughs> That's
9: a little overwhelming to start the morning so early.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful. But it's, it's true, Julie. Your story is is every time I hear it, I just, I, I start, well, I watch you on Facebook. I, I mean, I don't stalk you. I just watch you on Facebook, but but um, and, and I love your your family. Kurt is awesome. You just, you're incredible, but your journey, you've been through a lot. I believe you sing like an angel. You love the Lord so very much. It comes through in your song, and we really wanted you to be a part of this huge um, production, and, uh, and you, you agreed, and we're so grateful, and you have an amazing show on the weekends that we will be promoting as well. So, uh, Keith, I don't know if you, or Adam, do you know Julie? If you don't, uh, feel free to jump in.
1: Yeah. No, you know, no, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to, to meet her and hear from her. Go ahead, Keith.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, Julie, you are a Eucharistic Revival speaker, and I had a question on that, especially as we're coming closer to the National Eucharistic Congress in July, uh, which is in Indianapolis this year. Uh, what kind of types of fruits... Do you foresee happening after the National Congress?
9: You know, one of the fruits that I see coming out of the National um, Conference is beginning to live what might be considered new for some people. Um, We have such a bounty in the reality of the Eucharist. You know, we have such a bounty of grace, but I I liken it to a a wedding. of the bride and the groom register for things right as catholics we we learn things right the bride and groom register people buy these beautiful gifts they come to their wedding they give them the gifts and then the bride and the groom take these gifts home put them on a shelf and if they don't open them they don't know that they have them to use right if you don't open the gifts and i love the gift of the bread maker right this beautiful bread maker and one morning you know a year or so into their marriage They're saying, oh, man, if I just had a delicious piece of homemade bread, wouldn't that be amazing? And sitting on that shelf is an unopened box that has a bread maker in it. And I think what the Congress is going to do is it's going to help people open up the gifts that we have. And we're going to stop being so hungry. We're going to feel fed. And when you feel fed, you have something to share. And so my hope and prayer at the end of that Congress, at the end of this, um, is that whether people are there in person or whether we are able to do things in each of the local dioceses around the country, we need to start opening up those gifts and using them. And I, I feel that's what's coming out of this. Wow.
2: I, I was already excited about the Congress, but you kind of turned up the knob to 11 for me on that one. So <laughs> th- thanks, Julie.
0: Of course. And so And I know Adam I, he has a question as well. Um, Adam, jump right in.
1: Oh, just um- – what do you think is the goal that the Congress has? Like, what do you think the church is trying to give us? I know we heard in in with different surveys uh, in recent years about the lack of understanding about the reality of the true presence. And um, that's a big theme for me because, you know, for myself, uh, communion is kind of the most important time. And the minutes after receiving communion are the most important time for me in terms of prayer and my experience of prayer. And I'm wondering uh, what the church is trying to do, because I I heard the bishops kind of saying that we need to work on that. We need to convey to people the importance of the Eucharist, because, you know, with with COVID, so many people kind of fell away and lost the habit of going to church. Um, What do you think the church is trying to do?
9: I really believe the church is trying to fulfill the mission of the Holy Spirit right now. Um, And I'm going to back up for about, oh gosh, a couple of years now, because we are in quite a ways into the process of the Eucharistic revival. And it was absolutely a Holy Spirit thing that literally five weeks before the Eucharistic revival was even announced, I had just published a book called Savior and Sustenance. It's a 12-chapter book specifically going in-depth on each of these incredible teachings of who we receive in the Eucharistic embrace. And, you know, if we go back to the very beginning when Christ was born, I mean, we just came out of this incredible um, season of Christmas. And let the word manger just sit in your thoughts for a second. He was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. We know this. He was placed in a manger, the first place that he was outside of that living tabernacle of Mary. And the manger in Latin is manducate, which literally translates to take and eat. And I was blown away by that. I mean, I've known it my whole life. And all of a sudden, I couldn't get past the word manger, take and eat. So as an infant, he's already inviting us to this incredible Eucharistic life. And then he didn't just stay in Bethlehem. He grew up, he became the Lamb of God. And we say that prayer beginning in the Gloria, Lamb of God. And then in the Eucharistic embrace, you know, as we come into that time of the Eucharistic prayer, we say it three times, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Our world is so steeped in sin right now. It's it's killing us, you know, it's killing our spirits. But we go back to that phrase three times, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy, have mercy, and the last line, grant us peace. I think, what, I think what our church is trying to do at this point with this focus of the Eucharistic revival is go to the truth, go to that incredible act of love that Christ was willing to be for us, the Lamb of God, what he was willing to do to suffer and fulfill that role, to be that atonement for our sin. And that once people wake up and start saying, I believe this, I believe with my heart of hearts that this is not simply a piece of bread, it doesn't just symbolize him, but he is coming to be united with us in the Eucharistic embrace. Once we come to that acceptance of truth, our world is gonna move past the misery, the brokenness and the pain, and we're gonna start to heal and we're gonna start to find that true peace. That's my two
0: thoughts on that. <laughs> wow. Do you see, guys, why I love Julie? I mean, she's <laughs> incredible. Julie, it, I, I pray that you bring that to your segment on Fridays. You're going to be with us on Fridays. But I know you have your show on Saturdays, We Sing Our Faith. So do you cover some of that, like what you just, what you just shared with us today, or do you focus um, on, in another direction?
9: So yes, and yes. Um, so that is definitely something that's included because with the show, which was actually my husband's brainchild along with Toya a number of years ago, <laughs> and they said we want a show that brings um, joy through music, you know, but not just music. Music is such a powerful tool of the Holy Spirit that when you use that tool and you open up the the door of the heart and the emotion, you better put something in it that's truthful and meaningful and so the music being such an incredibly beautiful tool of the holy spirit it allows us to have that emotional attachment and so in the program we use music that is pointedly catholic the doctrine that is in the lyricism is important and then the emotional aspect of it with the music is also a part of that so yeah so many of the teachings are included within the musical aspect
0: wow well, you'll catch Julie on Fridays on Morning Joy. Julie, thank you so much for agreeing to do this for us. We are we are just so excited. And Keith, um, uh, we've got to go to a break in just a moment because we also have Alan Smith coming up, Cecil Anderson. She's going to represent Dave Palmer too because he's under the weather. So Julie, if you and Kurt could say a prayer for Dave Palmer because we've got to get him well. He's got uh, to talk about Thomas Aquinas, okay?
9: Absolutely. You've got it. You've got it. Thanks
0: you guys okay so you hear the music when we come back we've got uh, alan smith with us Cecil anderson with us thanks thank you again julie carrick uh, adam bly is my co-host today and keith downey is the host of morning joy where truth matters stay with us hi
9: julie carrick here I am delighted to be the host of We Sing Our Faith. This weekly program shares beautiful Catholic music and deep insights of many Catholic teachings. Join me on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time for We Sing Our Faith. Here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time, We Sing Our Faith.
2: This is Mike and Alicia Hernan with a Messy Family Minute. For years, we felt like bad Catholics because with our young family, we didn't have enough energy to cooperate in our parish campaigns to do works of mercy in our community. Then the realization came, the works of mercy can be practiced in the home. As a matter of fact, they should be first practiced at home.
7: What do parents do every day? Clothe the naked, give food to the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, shelter the homeless. Maybe even visit the imprisoned when you send them to their rooms. (laughs) Think about it. There is no one you see every day who needs you more than your children. Your kids have nothing except what you give them. They are dependent upon you for their physical survival, but also for their emotional, psychological, and spiritual health.
2: Begin by showing mercy within your home and allow it to be a means of transformation for you. You can take the ordinary work of your life and transform it into a means of extraordinary grace. For more encouragement and resources,
10: visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org.
0: I love the Guadalupe Radio Network listeners. You guys are amazing. I'm getting comments. Um, so many of you want to hear Julie's entire story. They want to know everything about her now. So that's wonderful. That's what we were looking for uh, with this wonderful team that um, we believe the Holy Spirit put together for the for the morning drive time of our listening audience. So you're in for a real treat when it debuts uh, Monday. Now, uh, some of you are, are commenting in, you're saying, is that the music for the show. No, it is not. Um, Tim Mott, he's so creative. He decided for these special broadcasts, he would have this, you know, instrumental music for this particular uh, two-day special exclusive broadcast. We had uh, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers talking about his new show yesterday. Um, He was in studio with Cecil Anderson in Dallas, and they had a a blast there. It was so much fun. And, um, And I'm just waving to Father Cedric, I believe. I'm waving to Father Cedric. Oh, oh, I just slipped, Keith. I'm sorry. That's another surprise. Okay, everybody's got to stay tuned in. Okay, um, but we had Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers yesterday, and today we are in, we are introducing our listeners to the entire um, weekly uh, contributors to Morning Joy with Keith Downey as our lead host. So with that, um, I asked Adam Bly, a religious demonologist who is my co-host with The Spirit World on Saturdays. That's tomorrow. Don't forget to listen. I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday. What am I saying? March for Life is tomorrow. Saturday is our open forum show, which is very popular. It's a live call-in show. And I, Adam has is sitting in to co-host this special broadcast. So we're moving kind of quickly now. So we're going to go over to um, uh, the uh, Dallas office and the studios there with our uh, wonderful contributor on Hump Day Wednesdays, uh, Keith and Adam. And she's going to be talking and focusing about the fruits of the Holy spirit and she's the north texas assistant Sissel anderson but before we introduce her um keith and um adam she's also going to represent dave palmer who's ill so dave if you're listening right now we miss you so Sissel's going to do her very best talking about um thomas aquinas and and the summa and everything she needs to talk about so Sissel, welcome to this
11: wonderful sneak peek of morning joy Good morning, Debbie. Thank you so much for that introduction. And I'm very happy to be here on Morning Joy, especially before 7 a.m. It's a very special time for me because it's really God speaking.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And and for me, also the coffee. Yes, that helps.
11: Always the coffee.
2: <laughs> well, great. Well, thank you so much, Cicel, for, for hopping on board. Uh, you know, you work with young adults and you you see some of the fruits of the Holy Spirit work through them. I guess it kind of two-parter, how can we tap into that? And especially today with so many distractions, how are these young adults or youth going to have the fruits of the Holy Spirit? How are we going to help them obtain that?
11: Oh, that's a fantastic question. I think it's really funny that you know you introduced me as working with young adults because I think growing up, uh, as soon as I was hitting the high school years, is when I really struggled with like peers. I did not, you know, I I just felt like I was a homeschooler, so I tended to be more of an old soul, or I was too childlike, and so I never thought that I would work with young adults or speak to young adults because I just didn't think that that was something that was on my heart. But the God has a sense of humor, and uh, I host the show locally here in Dallas. Uh, for young adults and i also am very involved in running the young adult ministry at my parish and it's just an interesting time for young adult ministry and i think the number one thing that we can do to help encourage young adults uh, to stay in the faith is really i'm very adamant about building up that prayer life of having that time that set aside dedicated every single day and that is where fruits are born because it's really hard for you to ask young adults in a world like today to stay faithful to something when you don't even know the person you're staying faithful to. And you can only do that through daily prayer. Um, you can attend Mass. Of course, it's the highest form of prayer every single Sunday. But if you're not doing that throughout the week, if you're not encountering God throughout the week, you're never going to stay in the faith. And so it's something that I talk about a lot in our young adult group. And it's something I'm still working on. It's not like I perfected it. I'm 25 years old. There's a lot of things I don't know and I'm still learning. Um, but I think that's like the the number one thing that needs to be hit home.
2: Oh, absolutely! And and you speak to me when you say like having a, a good, fruitful prayer life. But so so key to having a, a joyful life, like having that communication with God. Aside from going to just Sunday Mass, uh, will not only help uh, the individual, but how you treat other people and be a witness to Christ in in the public. So that that was beautiful.
1: You know, Cicel, if I could jump in, um, David talked about giving us a summary of the readings each day, and it made me think about how, you know, God speaks to us through the Scripture via the Holy Spirit inspiring our understanding, right? So so when we talk about Lectio Divina, the idea of of holy reading and kind of mining Scripture uh with the assistance of the Holy Spirit to give us what God wants us to get out of it, you know, this year, this season of our life, and it may be different in the next season. I'm wondering, have what's been your experience with young people when they encounter that? Because, you know, I think of how many young people don't go to church anymore or don't have the, the benefit of a priest kind of unpacking that for them. Um, do you find that that is helpful to people, you know, to, to encounter that?
11: Oh, definitely. I, you know, I love Lectio Divina, and I love praying with the Bible. And so, whenever I've had the opportunity to introduce that, um, I've started, we've tried to do, it actually started because, at my parish at least, uh, we ran out of space to meet regularly uh, at the church, and so we started meeting at my house and doing prayer nights. And I remember the first time that I introduced Lectio Divina, it's kind of a group of newer young adults, and, you know, a good number of them had never done it before. And so, after, you know, you do the meditation, and you sit in silence, and uh, you, you know meditating on the words that God has pulled out for you. And they kind of go, Oh, that is exactly what is going on in my life. And this is what I think God is saying to me. And it's just, it's really beautiful to see because they're getting to experience a like, kind of direct communication with God that maybe they never have before. And they're kind of like, Wow, this Bible that was written, you know, thousands of years ago by people I never met is able to relay what God wants me to know right here and right now. And the search is the circumstances I'm in, whether it's with my family, my workplace, just my faith in general.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. And it reminds me of something in in psychology that that we talked about a number of times in training in psychology, and that is that, you know, humans don't change. Human nature doesn't change. We have the same problems and the same solutions and the same bad solutions sometimes as down through history, you know, created by God in the image of God. And um, so, god's solutions and god's uh kind of insights for us they're they're as valid today as they were then because we haven't changed humans haven't changed
0: no that is so true mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay, so um I just need a show of hands from the panel, the video uh, panel that, that that's on screen right now. Does can anybody stop time? Because we have a, a packed studio, virtually and in person. So we're going. It's amazing. We could talk to you guys for. Uh, oh, you're all saying you can't stop sorry. time. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we'll have to go. We'll have to check with Alan or Father Cedric if they can stop time. Because this is we have to stop time. Everybody pray that we slow down time so we can introduce everyone and. and And bring everybody in. So, Cicel, uh, real quickly, share with us Dave Palmer, a little sneak peek. Dave Palmer is a weekly contributor. He is brilliant. That man's got a lot stuffed
11: into his brain. Yes. Dave Palmer is going to be doing a segment called Thinking Out Loud. And I've gotten to hear Dave, you know, kind of brainstorm this over the last few weeks. And, uh, if you don't know Dave Palmer, he is Mr. Catholic Radio here in Dallas. And he has a meteorology degree and he was a wet TV weatherman. And he's the only person I know that reads the Summa Theologica every single day. And so he <laughs> has a great love for philosophy. He teaches it to young people. And so he's able to take like the works of St. Thomas Aquinas and bring it down to a level that even I can understand and I think that's such a beautiful gift to have and uh, so he really has also gotten into recently especially going over a lot of other philosophers and he really thinks that if you are learning about other philosophers even ones that maybe are a little bit questionable in their philosophy there's some good that can come about from it because you can really kind of examine where they were coming from and how it maybe affects today and our culture today and so Dave is a wealth of information. He makes it very fun and lighthearted. And uh, if you've ever been intimidated to study philosophy and you don't want to pick up a book yourself, this is going to be the perfect segment for you because he's going to introduce ideas to you. And you're getting a little bit of philosophy every single week. Uh, so with your morning cup of coffee, a little bit of philosophy with Dave Palmer, and uh, you'll feel a little bit more equipped for the world.
0: hmm Beautiful. Well said. That was wonderful. I'm trying to represent uh, Dave well. Uh, yeah, you did. You did. I'm going to text him right after this show and tell him. Sissel <laughs> did an amazing job. Well, we're looking forward to it. We had all these questions planned for him because there's all these things, the connection with the Fruits of the Spirit and St. Thomas Aquinas, but we'll have to wait for the Morning morning Joy show. So, Sicil, thank you so very much. God bless you. Thank you for picking up Deacon Harold yesterday and taking good care of him. So <laughs> that was a great broadcast, and thank you. And we'll talk to you on Wednesdays. Okay. Thank Thank you you so much. Bye, guys. Bye, Cecil. Thank you. Okay. So, Tim, you're going to have to give a drum roll in a moment for uh, Keith is going to introduce our next uh, guest because he has been a regular on Catholic Drive Time, and we've always tuned in to hear him. And uh, Adrian Fonseca and um, Rudy Carlos did such a great job, and he is amazing. We've learned so much. So, Keith, do you want to introduce our next guest?
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm honored to introduce this next guest. He's served in the church for over 15 years as a Catholic evangelist, radio host, writer, internet broadcaster, and a retreat director, and happens to be the founder and director of the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Mission Society of Canada, none other than Alan Smith.
10: How'd
2: you like that, Alan? Was that that, (laughs) that good? Was that too much? Yeah. Yeah.
10: I always think i'm I'm a husband, a father, a grandfather, retired plumber, um you know all these other I work part time at the cemetery so I'm a grave digger I got all these great handles uh but still uh you know I love Fulton Sheen, I love the holy face of Jesus, and uh, I've been sharing the wisdom of Archbishop Sheen uh for a number of years uh on Catholic radio uh speaking at events, I have mm. compiled and edited uh numerous best selling books uh, carried by sophia institute press and mm. of course on amazon uh you know we were mentioning the holy hour and uh who better to speak about the holy hour than archbishop sheen and um you know i think of we uh, distributed a beautiful book called the holy hour prayer book we republished pu- it and uh it's a number one bestseller on amazon there's such a hunger for the holy hour a hunger for jesus and, you know, Fulton Sheen, uh, nailed it when he said uh, back in 1949 in his book, Peace of Souls, Peace of Soul, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And, and this is what this mission is all about. We need to save souls, including our own. And Fulton Sheen will help us with that. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm wow yeah. that is amazing yeah. the holy face devotion i have to tell you alan it has been a an, an, another spiritual game changer for me um you probably in my studio my home studio you could probably if i lean a little bit over in the video you can see the holy face image and and uh wow it is and i hope um when you come on on a weekly basis you'll continue to give us the uh catechesis and what we need to know so we can um deepen our understanding yeah. and connection with god want to thank you alan for continuing on with us Uh, you have been a regular contributor to catholic drive time and again you know a great big thank you to adrian fonseca and rudy carlos for getting us here today and we are so happy uh for them and their contribution to catholic media when we come back you hear the music alan stay with us just a little longer on this special broadcast of the sneak peek of morning joy
12: I turned from a recreational drug user to a drug addict. That took me to my knees. I lost a family, almost two families. I lost friends. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. I love it. My heart's there. I took communion after 18 years, and the rest of the Mass sat and cried. God restored my life. God restored my family. God restored my love.
8: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
12: This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. Florida Senator Marco Rubio is taking a stab at new pro-life strategy for the 2024 elections. He says the abortion industry has made the most of being the new underdog after several court rulings against abortion. Rubio says pro-life advocates must be clear in their goals and define abortion for the problems it presents to voters and to society at large. Pro-life leaders are critical of Republicans weak on the abortion issue. New YouGov polling among young Americans is finding only single-digit support for the unlimited abortion stance of Democrats. And 75% of 18- to 42-year-olds find nothing to support in President Biden's abortion policy. Students for Life, Kristen Hawkins says, reaching younger voters does not mean running away from the abortion issue. This is Life News Radio. The Beckett Fund, with its defense of religious expression in human culture, is often in court defending that. But annually, Beckett's Religious Freedom Index tracks American opinion on religious freedom. This year's highest score ever finds good news for religious liberty, strong support for parental rights, and broad trust in people of faith. BeckettLaw.org also tells of new insights into how Gen Z thinks about religious freedom. New legislation in Kentucky seeks to affirm pregnant moms by demanding child support from fathers during pregnancy. Abortion advocates attack the bill for the way in which it also affirms the life of the unborn person. And Lila Rose with a live-action podcast speaks with the father of the late Indy Gregory to explore tragic coercion and corruption in U.K. health care. Eight-month-old Indy died with mitochondrial disorders that have been successfully treated in Italy as British doctors and courts fought any transfer of care. For pro-life headlines delivered to your email address daily, sign up at lifenews.com. This has been Life News Radio.
0: Okay, we are back for this special broadcast, the sneak preview of Morning Joy where truth matters with Keith Downey. We're going to go very quickly now. We got to go real fast. We're getting some listener comments coming in. They just said, you've got uh, the Guadalupe Radio Network Dream Team. So you guys have just been announced as the Dream Team. I hope I'm a part of it. I, I, I wonder if I have to pay dues to be part of this club. I'm just making sure. Okay, so let's go back for just a couple more minutes with, um, Mr. Allen Smith. I know that um, Adam wanted to maybe uh, um, ask a question. We wanted to make sure uh, we had some time to get to know one another. And yes, folks, we are uh, on Monday. Uh, we're getting more comments coming in. We will have breaking news, morning news, the saint of the day, the gospel reflection. Um, we're going to have all your morning elements to get you going on your day. Um, and then we have all the wonderful segment contributors. Re- um, uh, supporting the mission of the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so so be at peace and be excited about Monday's debut. Adam?
1: Yeah, Alan, I wanted to um, kind of ask basically, what is a Holy Hour? Because I remember, you know, in my youth, I was born and raised Catholic, but, you know, and, and went to Catholic school up through ninth grade. But I don't recall anybody ever explaining what a holy hour was to me back in those days. And I know there's a lot of young people listening that probably heard that and they're wondering, well, you know, they might have a vague idea. But can you share with us what is a holy hour and what is it that people often get out of it?
10: Right. Well, a holy hour, as many Catholics understand it, is going into the church and sitting in front of our blessed Lord for one hour. Just being in his presence uh, could be with Eucharistic adoration where there is a monstrance and uh, the Lord is exposed, or it could be just sitting in his presence with our Lord being in the tabernacle. And so that's how we understand what a holy hour is. It's an opportunity to have this encounter with Christ in the church. Uh, but Fulton Sheen, uh, during his radio addresses in the 1940s, stressed with everyone, not just Catholics, but Jews and Protestants, to carve out an hour in their day for prayer. And I think this is what's important, is that we carve out that hour of our day in prayer. We think of the scriptures that encourage us to tithe, you know, and that is tithing our time, our talent, and our treasure, but our time. Do we give the Lord an hour a day? Our tithe, Or two hours. And Fulton Sheen would encourage us to, uh, make the holy hour in our homes. He realized that many people couldn't get to a church. Um, and especially in today's environment, the churches aren't open like they used to be a number of years ago. But to make that intentional, um, you know, scheduling of our Lord's and the scriptures into your day. But, and if you have to break it up in 15 minute segments, do so. But, Give God his due, and that is the hour. It's the thing that our Lord asked in the garden. Could you not spend one hour with me? So it's a beautiful request from our Lord himself. Um, so hopefully that um, answers your question.
1: Could I ask a follow-up, Alan? Yes, yes. When When you say pray... I imagine a lot of people are thinking, oh, that means I need to be saying the Our Father, I need to be saying the Hail Mary, I need to be saying a rosary, I've got to be doing something. I think there's another type of prayer, right, where we can sit quietly with God just in silence. We can just listen and be receptive. Not that we're expecting to hear a voice out of the air or something like that. God speaks to our hearts. but can you, can you expand that a little bit, the idea that that time with Jesus isn't necessarily a busy time?
10: Yes. I think Fulton Sheen uh, really you know, warned people. He said, if you want to get the most out of your holy hour, don't do all the talking. Do some listenings. Um, of course, the scriptures, you know, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And I think that's the key, is that we have to listen. Um, Fulton Sheen made his holy hour every day and was faithful to that holy hour for 62 consecutive years because he wanted to listen to the Lord, to listen to his instruction, help him with his homilies. And I think we have to listen to the Lord ourselves to ask him to say, what do you want me to do here? What do you advise me to do? Um, again, it's, we love to do all the talking. It's just our nature, but that key to listen to listen. And how many people, uh, Fulton Sheen would encourage people to say, he would give them the one-hour challenge. He'd say, I challenge you just to go into the doors of the church and just sit there, just sit there. And within one hour, you will notice a change because of who is there. And so uh, again, that challenge was uh, met by many people. And how many people have said to us, I don't know what it is, but when I go to the Catholic Church, I just feel this peace. There's something there, and who is there is our Lord. Uh, but the key to the listening and to practice silence. I think of all the great spiritual writers encouraging us to be quiet, to enjoy the silence, and to benefit from it. So, uh, Fulton Sheen's wisdom uh, is there when he says, "You know, listen, listen." Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that amazing? I can tell you this, um, Alan. I'm definitely tuning in on Thursdays, for sure, to hear you. Wow. That was incredible. I could feel the Holy Spirit. Could could you all feel the Holy Spirit? Yeah, we're getting we're getting the yes. Amazing. Alan Smith, you're incredible. Thank you so much for being a contributor. Keith, I'll give you the final final goodbyes for now.
2: Yeah. uh, Alan, you know, I know you mentioned, you know, the Holy Hour being in silence. I think the most profound experiences I've had has been sitting in front of our our Lord in adoration in silence. So thank you so much for expanding upon Mm -hmm. that. Incredible.
10: Oh, you're welcome. And I'll leave you with this beautiful line of Fulton Shane again. I'll say it again. Unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. Uh, we're here to save souls, including our own. So, uh, again, the wisdom of Fulton Sheen will help us every week here on uh, the Morning mm-hmm. Joy Show. So, um, again, thanks for having me, and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday.
0: Oh, sounds great. Thank Perfect. you, Alan. God bless you. Thank you. We'll see you real soon. Wow, that was amazing. I'm I you know, I'm marking my calendar. I'm going to be tuning in every single day. This is incredible. Okay, so for this next uh guest a- and Adam, you're really co-hosting this well with me. We should do more special broadcasts. Maybe we can do some of these for The Spirit World on Saturdays and we can ask Keith to to promote uh The Spirit World. Keith, don't forget to promote The Spirit World on Saturdays, okay?
2: <laughs> what's it what's it called again?
0: Oh, thanks a lot, Keith. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that, that's, uh, Adam, you're doing a fabulous job. I love this. I love meeting everyone and I want to hear more about their ministry work and, and their passion for, uh, spreading the gospel message. It's just beautiful. Okay, so Tim Mott, our producer. He is just incredible. We're going to hear more about, uh, Tim's background as well, too, along our journey on the, uh, the highway to holiness, the road to sainthood. Um, that's kind of our, our virtual, uh, mission each day with, uh, traveling with the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to have a regular contributor, um, to Morning Joy. It's very convenient because his retreat, uh, where he stays at the retreat center is just down the street from our Houston studios. So, he doesn't have to drive very far to get in studio, and he's actually in studio this morning. That's why I was waving to him, and uh, so we'll, we'll grab some pictures of this wonderful guest in studio in Houston, and we'll put him up on the social media. But uh, Tim, he doesn't need a, a drum roll because he's on television. Okay, so he just needs like cheering and clapping because that's what television um, uh, hosts do. But he is a preacher, a writer of many books, and producer for television. Welcome to, uh, now it's being called the Dream Team of Morning Joy, uh, Father Cedric Pizania. Father Cedric!
13: I like all the cheers in the background. Good to see you, Debbie. Good to see you, the rest. And it's a joy to be with you. And I like what uh, Alan was talking about, saving souls. That's the motto of my ministry, touching lives and saving souls, because Really, that's what endures, that's what lasts, that's what we're all about with Catholic radio, Catholic television. We want to reach out to people that may feel like they're on the fringes, as well as believers, of course. We want to inspire them, but we especially want to, like the Good Shepherd, we want to reach out to the sheep that may be a little bit lost, and we want them to be saved. We want them to come to eternal life, so it's great to be with you.
0: Wow, that's so, thank you so much, Father. You've been a guest on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, and I've watched you for years on, on television. I love um, everything that you share with all of us, and you, you're on EWTN television as well, and you have agreed to be a contributor to Morning Joy, and I think in your pastoral, um, pastoral way, uh, it's so perfect to start the morning, because let's face it, Father, um, and first of all, let me just say, you're a passionist priest at the uh, Holy Name Retreat Center. Is that correct? I just want to make sure. And they can find you at FatherCedric.org. Yes, that's
13: correct. Our retreat center is a little bit away from the radio station, maybe 10 minutes or so. Holy Name Retreat Center. I'm a passionist religious. The passionists were founded in the 1700s in Italy by St. Paul of the Cross. And my program on EWTN airs Sundays at 9.30 Eastern Time. And also, I'll be preaching the Mass live Sunday, January 28th, coming up here. I'll be preaching the Mass live. I'll be having the homily. So we hope you'll tune in. And yes, we are passionist priests, brothers, sisters. We are passionist religious. And our main charism, our main gift is evangelization. We have retreats. We preach parish missions. And we also proclaim the gospel through media. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So I wanted Keith and Adam to have a chance to get to know you better, and our listeners, Father Cedric. I mean, I I, I kind of think that a lot of our listeners already know you or are familiar with your ministry work because you are on television, and um, so uh, that's wonderful. But I know that maybe Keith and Adam would like to ask Father Cedric any questions. I thought he was just a perfect fit for uh, the morning joy. Um, uh, program because he does, I mean, I'll tell you his stories about near death experiences, um, all sorts of, of things that he's encountered in ministry has really helped me, uh, be able to navigate life in a better way. And so I, I know Keith, I think it will be a wonderful addition to morning joy.
2: Oh, I agree, and and Father, your your, your work focuses. It's, it's really beautiful to see you're building bridges between uh, various religious communities. So, on that note, do you have any experiences to share where maybe some of that interfaith dialogue led to uh, a discovery or or meaningful connection?
13: Well, yes, I I'm the only priest that I know of. I'm on Trinity Broadcasting Network and Daystar Network. Those are two. Like EWTN, those are Protestant networks that reach out to a lot of people. And what I try to do is, I'm very ecumenical, I try to stress our similarities, not our differences. Oftentimes people will try to get in arguments about Mary or about why do you call yourself Father and all those type things. But really what we're all about, and we have to be ecumenical, we're all about Jesus, we're all about the Holy Spirit, God the Father, salvation of souls, going to heaven, And those are the things that we need to stress. And it's interesting, on my television programs, I have supporters, uh, people that support my ministry, and 50% of them are are Protestant because they hear what I have to say and they agree with it because I talk about saving souls. One person sent in a donation one time and they said, I never thought in a million years I would be giving to a Catholic priest. (laughs) But here's a donation. So I think that's so funny because really... Catholicism has the fullness of truth. And most Protestants don't understand that. And it just needs to be broken to them in a way that they can understand, broken open to them in a way that they can understand. And there's a lot of agreements. And really, we're all on the same page. But there are some discrepancies, but try not to stress that.
0: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Adam, would you like to ask Father Cedric anything?
13: I just
1: wanted to to thank you for being here, Father. And I I guess I would ask you as a passionist, you know, the, the story of the passion has been kind of unfolding for me in, in recent years. Um, I think that's part of where God is, is kind of working with me at this point in my journey. And I know the passion, it can be a hard thing for people to approach emotionally, visually, in terms of their, you know, their imagination. But could you unpack for us a little bit about your, sense of the passion and the role that it plays in the spiritual life
0: that is a powerful big deep question adam we're going to wait for father cedric's response on the other side of the break as you hear that beautiful instrumental music that uh, tim mott our producer put together we're going to we're coming up on the final segment of this uh, sneak peek preview of morning joy where truth matters it debuts monday with keith downey
14: Lent is right around the corner, and now is a good time to begin preparing. Would you like to gain a better understanding of the Sacrament of Reconciliation? Hi, I'm Dave Palmer here at the GRN. On Friday, January 26th, during the noon hour central time, I'll host a live special network program with Father James Yamauchi, focusing on the Sacrament of Reconciliation from the perspective of a parish priest. This is your chance to not only learn, but also to call in with your questions. It's Friday, January 26th, beginning at 12 noon central. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com.
8: The Guadalupe Radio Network invites you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show exploring the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernandez-Sardinia, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, striving for holiness and growing in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can be part of the conversation, too, with questions and comments at 877-757-9424.
0: Okay, we are back for the final segment, and um, that uh, that break uh, couldn't move fast enough for me because I wanted to hear Father Cedric's answer to Adam's question. And I know, Adam, you have to, um, to leave us in just a few minutes, and you wanted to wait for Father's uh, answer. And thank you, Adam, for co-hosting. I'll see you on Saturday. Father Cedric, um, Adam addressed um, a, a, a question to you, and I, we would love to hear your answer.
13: Thank you so much, Adam, for that question, because as a Passionist, we actually profess a vow to the Passion. That's our first vow, to meditate upon the Passion and to proclaim God's love to all. And we break the Passion up into two main areas. Number one, the historical Passion that we're all very familiar with. For example, Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion, brought it to the big screen, the suffering of Jesus when you pray the Stations of the Cross. We're all very familiar with that. And let me just say that When you're going through sufferings in your life, you can unite yourself to Christ crucified and have some type of a mystical union. The other side of the passion is what we call the contemporary passion, and we're certainly all familiar with that. Those are the migrants that are suffering at our border and now in the various cities. Those are the people in war torn countries like the Ukraine and Gaza. People, uh, for example, the movie that we just saw, The Sound of Freedom, where you have child trafficking and various things. There is a plethora of suffering going on in the world right now, and we recognize that as Christ's suffering also in his body today. We call that the contemporary passion. And let me just throw in the passion of the earth with the, uh, the problem that's going on with ecology and uh, Francis's Pope Francis' statement, Laudato Si, and how we have to take care of the earth we call that the passion of the earth also. So I just want to say that if you're going through some suffering in your life, there's a way of uniting that suffering to Jesus crucified. So many people are suffering in so many different ways. It takes the form of, uh, as I said, a plethora of different things. So basically, really quickly to recap, there's the historical suffering of Jesus on the cross, and we can unite ourselves to that. And also, There's a contemporary passion that the body of Christ is going through right now. I think it's the center of Catholic Christian spirituality, the passion of Jesus. For example, our Mass is a celebration of the passion of Christ. And what we're doing at Mass is remembering dynamically. That's called anamnesis. We are dynamically remembering the passion of Jesus and coming into communion with Jesus Christ crucified. So your question is a beautiful one, Adam. Thank you. Mm
0: Wow, that is amazing. Uh, thank you, Adam, a co-host of the Spirit World. I'll see you on Saturday. Father Cedric Pizena, you can catch everything that he's doing at fathercedric.org. Don't forget to tune in on EWTN television to see him there and, and also at mass. Um, Father Cedric, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for driving into the studio. I know you're going to chat a little bit with everybody there. I know you're touring the beautiful Houston studios of Guadalupe Radio Network. So we'll We'll see more of you in the future, and God bless you.
13: Thank you for having me on, and I welcome your viewers' call-ins and uh, in the future. And it's a joy to be a part of the program.
0: Thank you, Father Cedric Pizania. Thank you so very much, Keith. We've got to move to our final um, contributor to Morning Joy uh, because we have to finish this special broadcast in just about eight minutes. So we have to move quickly. I want to give him ample time. He doesn't need any introduction because he is just in- bigger than, than life. I mean, we all love him. We trust him. His preaching is amazing. He's smiling right now, but I really mean that. I really mean that. Um, And he is um, uh, one of the hosts of A Life Lived Joyfully, heard right here on Guadalupe Radio Network. And um, it has been moved to primetime, 4 p.m. Central, 5 Eastern. And he's going to be a regular contributor to Morning Joy. I want to call it Mondays with Monsignor, but he gets to choose whatever title he wants. Monsignor Charles Pope is with us. Okay, uh, Tim, you got to give him a drum roll. (laughs) There we go. There you go.
6: All right. (laughs) Hello, Monsignor. Hello, how are you?
0: You are amazing. We, we are so grateful to you that the work that you do on a life lived joyfully. We love the show, but now you're going to be with us, um, on Mondays with your, um, uh, if you're, when your schedule permits, you saw Father Cedric Pisania is in the uh, studio right there. And so, um, he is just, he's going to be a regular contributor as well. We've got a, a huge team, uh, that is adding on a weekly basis. Monsignor, we're trying to make this, uh, a, a virtual journey, um, uh the highway to heaven the road to sainthood the 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 way to get closer to god uh through the gifts and the fruits of the holy spirit monsignor pope what can you tell us are we on the right path are we on the right track
6: <laughs> well if you're listening to uh to grn of course you are <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i think um you know maybe one way to to look at the spiritual life um is to uh consider acts 242 you know that um Acts 2.42 says that the um, they, they, the disciples, uh, devoted, and this is after, of course, Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. He says the disciples devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread, to the, the apostles' teaching, uh, to the fellowship, and to the prayers. And so those are like four pillars of the Christian life. Uh, the four pillars, just maybe to unpack them. First of all, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, of course, that's all the New Testament, right? But it, by extension, it's the whole of Scripture, you know. So, part of the first part of a really healthy, good spiritual life is to is to be devoted to Scripture. And uh, what an incredible blessing! We, you know, what, what what pleases God is known to us from the Book of Baruch, right? So, and it's like God speaking to us. He's he's if we 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 should read the text as if we we're listening, and God is speaking. All right. So, the first thing is to be devoted and faithful. To the teachings of Holy Scripture, the second thing is the breaking of the bread. Of course, is the uh, is the Holy Eucharist, but by extension, of course, it's all the sacraments. So, to live a sacramental life—that uh, is to say, to be completely devoted to getting to Mass every Sunday, going, getting to confession quite frequently, uh, re- receiving all the other sacraments when they're appropriate, and so on—and uh, Again, all of this is just to live a good sacramental life, to be devoted to the Word of God. It also says the fellowship. Now we got to rescue the word fellowship, you know, from from coffee and donuts, <laughs> and your your name, you know, Bob. Hi, Bob. Uh, it's it's deeper than that. It's that the Greek word is koinonia. It means to have a, you know, a kind of a deep. It's an abiding friendship. It's it's a friendship that um, where I, I count on others to. uh to, to tell me the truth and I speak the truth to them. There's support and consolation, but there's also holding people accountable. And so again, deep, good spiritual friendships is, is a, maybe a, be, a best way of putting this. Um, and so that idea of fellowship. And then finally, there's the prayers. Um, the prayers meaning, you know, first liturgical prayer, but also our, our personal prayer. We're, well, what is prayer? It is paying attention to God. See? And those are the four pillars, if you will, of the Christian spiritual life, and uh, each one of them is just uh, is so beautifully lived out. I think in the Catholic Church, uh, by by you know, if, if one is a faithful Catholic. Wow, <laughs> thank thank you, Monsignor.
2: That you know, yeah. those four pillars aren't something that I I typically think about, and and I need to m- implement more in my my own faith. So thank you so much for sharing that uh, that bit of uh, excellence, if you will. Now, that being said, um, we're getting kind of close here. So maybe uh, give us a a nice blessing. uh, And and thank you today for, for being part of the Morning Joy
0: program and then we get to see him on monday so monsignor you'll be back on monday for the (laughs) debut we're so excited about that so thank you right on the top
6: there all right (laughs) yeah and
0: i i agree with keith if you give us the blessing for today but also if you could also bless the entire project Mm -hmm. the program everybody behind the scenes uh we want to thank uh the former hosts adrian and and rudy everyone Mm -hmm. because we're all Mm -hmm. part of the body of christ uh, monsignor
6: yes all right. Well, um, let's pray. <laughs> Almighty God, uh, we, we first of all thank you for, for your great love, your mercy, and your grace. And in your love and mercy and grace, you've uh, also led us to establish this uh, beautiful network, the GRN Network with EWTN. Uh, we thank you. Uh, and uh, going all the way back to uh, to uh, your Mother Angelica, we thank you for her. We love you. We thank you. Please praise you, Lord. And now as we begin this endeavor uh, of, a mo- of the morning show, we ask your your love and mercy for uh, for Debbie and for Keith and for for all for all of uh, for all of us who will be on the show, please bless us. But above all, Lord, bless your listeners. We hope to be a conduit of your blessings to them. So we love you and praise you. Ask this mercy of you and this grace, and may Almighty God bless uh, each and every uh, one involved in this show uh, in this production and. And it's a presentation, but also uh, all of the donors and all of the listeners. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I told you, folks. You're you just if you haven't heard Monsignor Charles Pope, you're going to now, and you're going to love him. He's amazing, yeah. Monsignor. You get to do this, this special honor with me, um, if you will, virtually. So I'm kind of excited about this, and Tim as well, our producer. Tim Mott, you did a great job. You have done such a fabulous job. You should give yourself a, a round of applause, Tim. Oh, oh, he's giving himself his own sound effects. Oh, there you go. <laughs> But, uh, Monsignor, so here's the time where I get to, uh, uh, you know, on take two, we do everything virtually. You know, we have virtual awards, virtual this, virtual that. So virtually, uh, Monsignor, I'm going to hand the virtual microphone over to, and I'm going to place it in great hands to Keith Downey, our lead host for Morning Joy, where truth matters. It debuts Monday, 6 a.m., central 7 a.m eastern we, we are all around you keith helping to support this effort for grn for guadalupe radio network and with that keith you have the official lead microphone
2: wow that heavier than i expected for for being a virtual microphone thank you so much debbie and everybody here i just want to say let's make it a blessed and joyful day god bless yes
0: beautiful Wow. That's Keith Downey, the host of Morning Joy, where truth matters. Again, folks, it debuts Monday, January 22nd here on Guadalupe Radio Network and beyond. Don't forget tomorrow is the March for Life. So your programs are preempted. That's why we're starting on Monday. See you real soon.
14: Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
2: On
5: Guadalupe Radio Network online, and those here present.